0: During the 19th century, the 1800s, the health of enslaved African Americans became entangled with the economics of slavery. The more children being born, the more laborers for the plantations. Coupled with this came a philosophy of anti-blackness to justify slavery, which included discounting the health of the slave, thus the roots of health disparities in America. Greetings again, I'm Morgan. The book Under the Skin, The Hidden Truth of Racism on American Lives and on the Health of Our Nation, provides in-depth answers to the continuing challenge of health disparities in America. It challenges the too-long-held myth that African-American health disparities are the fault of the individual, and instead, it reveals the structural racism embedded in the practice of medicine in America. The author of Under the Skin is a journalism professor at City University of New York and a contributing writer for the New York Times Magazine. She's former longtime Denver resident Linda Villarosa.
1: The importance of myth is that um, myths from enslavement from, you know, that began 400 years ago are baked into the institutions of our society and the structures of our society. So if you don't know about the myths, they're in the back of our heads and we can't help it, then you don't understand when you do something wrong or when a myth affects your behavior, whether you're a healthcare provider, an educator, or whatever you're doing, you have to understand them in order to push back against them, including in yourself.
0: Is one of those myths uh, talking about poverty, that poverty is the reason why certain things happen?
1: Um, I just want to say that poverty exists. It exists in all communities and it makes everything worse. But poverty does not explain fully what is happening in the American healthcare system and it certainly doesn't explain the racial health disparities that have existed in this country between black people and white people and sometimes black people and other people of color since the beginning of the country. It doesn't fully explain why we have poor health outcomes even after the really documented robust rise of the black middle class.
0: You wrote a lot about uh, maternal, I guess, the disparities in black women giving birth as being almost an indicator or, or a classic example of what can happen and why it happens.
1: I think that that really was a turning point for me personally to understand and to really hear in detail for the first time the statistics about birthing in America. First, in general, that our country is the only wealthy country, we're the the second wealthiest, and we have certainly, we spend more on health care than any other country, any other wealthy country or any country, yet we are the only country where the number of birthing people who die or almost die related to pregnancy and childbirth is rising. Why is why are we the worst, why are the numbers going up, why are black women three to four times more likely to die, and then why is education of black women not protective? So in other words, a black woman with a master's degree, a PhD, a JD, an MD, any kind of higher degree is more likely to lose her life or almost die during having a child than a white woman with an eighth grade education and the disparity is worse at the upper income
0: levels. You spoke about a spirometer as one of the things where uh, maybe myth and attitude gets into the actual manufacture of technology and the use of it, and where it can be misused to misdiagnose uh, African-Americans and other people of color.
1: Um, The spirometer is a machine that measures lung function. And the idea that a machine is, I'm using quotes, racist, is, was unheard of in the past. But if you look back at the history of this machine, it was invented by um, Dr. Samuel Cartwright back in the 1800s, who was using um, science to justify enslavement and black inferiority. He baked this into the early machine by assuming that black people were 10, had 10 to 15% lower lung function. Now, fast forward today, that same, you know, the descendant of the spirometer still exists, and in many cases, it still has a race correction that you can flip on a switch for a black patient that assumes that we have 10 to 15% lower lung function. People, lung function has nothing to do with race. It has to do with your individual situation, whether you have asthma, how well your lungs are working. Race should not be baked into this machine.
0: So we could probably look at other machines and other technologies where the same thing might have occurred.
1: One of the other machines where it's the same is the pulse oximeter. So the pulse oximeter measures blood oxygen, and it was used during COVID because it was important to know how much oxygen your blood had when you had COVID. And it is calibrated for um, white skin. So it misreads if your skin is darker. And this, I remember the study, I think it was in the New England Journal of Medicine or JAMA or one of the major medical um, major medical publications, and I remember reading it in the middle of COVID thinking, oh, my goodness, black people are getting bad readings, and we already have poor COVID outcomes. So this machine, which should be race blind, is actually making decisions that are discriminatory.
0: So people that are inventing technology need to understand... Uh, diversity, they need to understand which they may be driven by a myth. It just may enter in the systemic racism it may enter in, and they got to keep that in mind when they are creating things to help us.
1: It was very interesting. I went to a medical conference of medical engineers. And so they were all about their apps and all about their machines. And I gave a lecture about medical racism. And I could see that they were like, well, that's not me. I have a machine. And, you know, machines are race blind and machines are scientific. So when I took them through some of the devices that are not race blind, I saw a light bulb go on. And I hope that people that are, you know, creating the technology of the future understand that people create machines machines don't create themselves and people even without you know doing it on purpose have implicit bias that gets baked into the machines that they create
0: as well as stereotyping that gets baked in there as well do we need to be more concerned about stereotyping because it seems to have a life of its own and it can and and, and people will listen to will will hear or read and take it and run with it
1: well, if you're looking at stereotypes um, and the effect of them, and many the worst stereotypes of black people began during enslavement. The one that is the most harmful is the um, stereotype that we as black people, men and women are angry, violent, and dangerous and that is you know has played out be, that's why there's a Black Lives Matter movement by the uh, killings of black people by the police and killing uh, unarmed people. And when you look at George Floyd, George Floyd was actually, you know, ill. He had COVID. He was killed by the police. And um, part of that stereotype was that he was dangerous. Um, The flip side is true. There was a couple years ago, there was a black man, highly educated, gentle soul, who was bird watching in um, Central Park in New York City, where I live. And a white woman called the police on him because she said he was dangerous and trying to harm her while she was walking her dog. This is just a regular black man walking, you know, birdwatching. Birdwatching is a nonviolent um, sport. But if the myth is that um, black men are dangerous, are scary and violent, that's what that white woman saw. That's what she saw. She did not see this gentle soul. She saw someone who was dangerous.
0: And these are the kinds of things that uh, people of color have to deal with day-to-day-to-day, to day to day, which can lead to health implications for them. One of the ones you talked about was weathering.
1: And weathering is what happens when you do have to do high-effort coping against everyday discrimination. And everyday discrimination, a.k.a. microaggressions, and that's when you go into a restaurant and you get seated in the back. That's when you go into an elevator and someone moves away from you and, and you know, hides her purse, It's some. you walk into a room and people assume you're not as intelligent. Macroaggressions also occur, and that's when you are discriminated against by the police in housing or at your job. So if you um, have the occasional microaggression, your body changes, your physiology changes, your heart rate goes up, your blood pressure rises, and your cortisol levels rise which is fine. But when it happens over and over and over again, which is the experience of black people in America for 400 years, then your um, physiology changes for the worse and can create a kind of accelerated aging that is harmful for health. And that idea is called weathering that concept. And it's becoming much more widely used and believed.
0: One real important thing is that you indicated that this is not a black person's problems, not the problem of black people. It's an American problem. So the whole country has to really stand up and deal with it.
1: And I learned that lesson from my friend Steve. So Steve is a white man who I was in public health school with. And I was talking about poor black health outcomes. And I was saying, this is a fubu situation for us by us. We are the ones who are going to save ourselves. This is our problem. We understand ourselves the best. This is us to solve this problem as black people. And I remember Steve said, this is not a FUBU situation. This is an American problem. If so many people are suffering, we're all Americans. This is a problem we have to tackle. It is happening to a race, but we are not responsible for solving the problem ourselves. It's an American problem. And I remember it it shocked me because I'm so used to thinking, you know, um, if we just a Booker T. Washingtonian kind of way, black people, we should take care of ourselves. And I thought, wait a minute, we have to indict the system. We have to look at the structures and try to change them, not just black people, but all of us.
0: The title of the book is Under the Skin. Are you also saying that? These things are just not that far away. They're just under our skin. Everybody thinks, oh, that happens to somebody else someplace else. I can read about it, but it's not that far away. We really need to pay attention to it because it's a part of us.
1: I also called it under the skin to say that um, these har- the harms that caused, that are caused by discrimination, the hurts that we face, get under our skin And affect our health. They affect our physiology. And I think it's important to say that this isn't just, oh, this hurts your feelings. It actually hurts your health. And that's what we see in these poor outcomes of um, our black people in the country and also the country as a whole.
0: I know you indicated we need to do some things about it. And in some places... Those things are occurring. And one of the things your book mentions and you mentioned was uh, in California, SB 464, tell us about that and the change that it's, ha- it's helping to make.
1: Well, I'm really excited about that is um, an intentional look at racism in the medical system. It began with just um, people who were working with birthing people had to go through some kind of undoing racism or anti implicit bias training, or they couldn't work with um, pregnant people and birthing people and now I think it was twenty twenty all continuing medical education must include some kind of anti racism training, or you can't you know continue practicing and this is important that this is a structural change it isn't just oh it's your choice to do it, you have to do it. And that is important to say this is not a a personal responsibility issue. It is not the fault of individuals. It is a problem of the structure, and in order to change it, we have to make it legal.
0: Covid working remotely, some companies saying some people come back, some don't want to come back is that going to slow down the process of change that we need to we need to do
1: I think what's interesting about that, and I think you're right that might be a slowing process, but I think it's how we um, deal with the time when we are together. So if we're doing constructive things like going through undoing racism training at the time we're together, that's really good. I think the other opportunity and I really loved this um you know this like the only part of the pandemic that I liked is it gave me an opportunity to reach more widely to educate myself because at a college usually you would have to be in person. Um, in So I would have to be at the University of Colorado going to the lecture. But now you can take the lecture and be on Zoom and it goes out all across the world. And so I think that's an interesting change that I took advantage of. I learned a lot. Many of us who are doing this kind of work around inequality were much more highly valued um, because our lectures got out further and they got out internationally. They got out nationally. So I think that's one positive Step forward. I think also just what happened during COVID um, played out all that many of us had been talking about when Black people were hit harder, earlier, longer, and worse. It made sense. It also made sense that this was not our fault. When it hit us at younger ages, this was not our fault. At the same time, it it shouldn't take the murder of George Floyd um, to make everyone in the country and in the world to realize that racism is baked into the American system, but that happened at the same time. So I am just very hopeful that this is a turning point.
0: We thank author Linda Villarosa, journalism professor at City University of New York and a New York Times Magazine contributor for being our guest on this edition. The book is Under the Skin the hidden truth of racism on American lives and on the health of our nation. I'm Adam Morgan. Do keep in touch, get vaccinated to keep yourself and your family safe, and we do appreciate you for sharing a few moments of your weekend with us.